Moms. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Jess and Laura here, back for another awesome episode. Catch-up time. <laughs> still, in bro- time. <laughs> still in my brother's childhood bedroom. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> Got two cups of coffee, you know, mm-hmm. double visiting it. It's all We're good. Working on this new earlier time slot for recording, and I actually love it. I actually love it, too. I feel very energized right now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. 10 for you, 8 for me. It's a nice, mm-hmm. it's still morning for both of us. It's kind of nice. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Today's a catch-up episode. We, um, if you haven't noticed, we've tried to get a little rhythm to these episodes where we break up some of our guests and experience life so that we actually have something to come back and talk about um, every time we do one of these. And I know Laura has a lot going on. I cannot wait. I mean, like we say all the time, we kind of catch up via Voxer and like text and stuff, Mm -hmm. but really like I don't ask too much questions for the sole purpose, too many questions for the sole purpose of like getting it all face to face. These are genuinely catch up episodes for everybody. For sure. So how are you? I am really, really good. Um, I feel like last time we recorded, I was in this weird limbo, excited. Everything was seeming like it was 95% sure. And now it's just like, I'm there. Yeah. All the things I've been talking about for months are done. Um, we closed on the condo. We are fully out. Some really, really close friends of ours purchased it from us and are and are moving in right now. Um, and that just makes my heart so happy because it's this home where we brought Evie home for the first time and where we built a life as a family in Santa Cruz and where we had like some of the best memories of my life. And now people who we love are moving in and they have a little one who's just younger than Evie, like just a couple days or a week younger. So It's very, very fun to know that we'll get to go back and visit and all that. Um, We dropped off the van up in Placerville, and that was actually a really fun trip. You guys might have seen I shared a little bit on Instagram about that. Um, And am I just diving in right now? I guess I am, huh? No, well, so let's, well, yeah, if you want (laughs) to. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I just got really, really excited to just unload on you guys. But I I do want to continue this this new trend of sharing um, reader reviews. Do you want to read it or should I? Because this one's awesome. Go for it. I did the last time. So we got a review from Megan, Mama4, which props to you, Mama. That's amazing. (laughs) She says, I bow down to you. (laughs) I bow down. (laughs) She says, I seriously love listening to you two every week, whether you're chatting with a guest or it's just the two of you doing a catch up. It always feels like I'm with friends. Thanks for taking, or sorry, thanks for talking about all the hard things that go into motherhood, but also for the laughs and the warmth. And I just, that makes my heart so happy. I know it's like the perfect I mean that's right from the very very beginning when you and I started talking about this when this was like our brainchild we talked about having it be a place where we did talk about the hard things um where we were tried to be really real but then we also made it fun and a joyful kind of blissful place to be so that review I a game I actually had like head to toe goosebumps when I read it for the first time so thank you Megan <laughs> yeah it's that happening. I mean seriously 
It's the best. And mm-hmm. it, like, I was thinking about when you were reading it, like our last episode where we just, I literally had a be- like a true belly laugh <laughs> on air when we're talking about sex and communication. <laughs> sex and and communication. I'm just like, this is like, it's seriously like talking to a best friend and I'm so glad that it comes through that we like genuinely enjoy each other love each other yeah and love yeah like we just we we love each other and I feel like not to just continue to toot our own horns but you and I are pretty (laughs) a pretty awesome balance and that we have so we've talked about this before as well we have a lot in common but then also we have enough that it's different to make this to make it exciting and to have like little different perspectives and I just I think it's really cool um so yeah I'm grateful for your friendship yeah there's some there's good dialogue it would be a very boring podcast if we were like what do you think about baby led winning i agree like the whole time <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. great <laughs> exactly cool twiddle thumbs insert crickets yeah so that means a lot and i'm just really grateful for all of it for the, the feedback the support the listeners when you guys email in when you leave reviews and when you do leave reviews it it seriously means so much to us because that is like rating reviewing, subscribing. That's what gets, gets the word out about this podcast to other people like you and like me and like all of you out there. Um, and so it just, that means a lot because then it spreads the word and then we can continue to build this group of like-minded humans, but not always like-minded, which makes it even more fun, (laughs) you know, and just, and share the love and share the thoughts. So thanks for that. Yeah. Yep. That is absolutely. just agree. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, so thanks for that. Now we should probably get into updates. I, I kind of yeah. got ahead of myself. I got really excited. So yeah, condo well, close. Yeah. I opened the door. I was like, <laughs> Don't ask or I will, I will not stop talking. <laughs> oh man. Friend, tell I'm, us all the things. So, um, to repeat and reiterate, I'm really, really good. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's amazing. The load that, that is off my shoulders now that, um, we are on the other side of it and the condo is officially closed and, um, the van has been dropped off in Placerville, which if you guys, if any of you live in California, Northern California area, and you can make a trip to Placerville, it's really, really, really cool. The downtown is way better than I ever would have expected. It's like 45 minutes from Tahoe. There's a river, so much to do. So we didn't know how cool it was. So when we go pick up the van in about a month, um, we're planning on spending like a week up there and exploring a little bit more, but it's very cool. Great food. Really awesome. Fun little co-op. Um, then we came back and now, and then I had like just, it was kind of a whirlwind because we dropped the van off. Um, or Rusty went to New Zealand. I dropped, we dropped the van off and then I had still had two days left with CrossFit and I'm officially done. And I can't even express just like it was a very happy end because my boss sent me like a box after the day after I I finished up. I had, well, the day I finished, I had a couple phone calls with her. We kind of wrapped things up. I just love her to pieces. And then she sent me a box of biodynamic wine. <laughs> she knows me so well. She knows. <laughs> exactly. So That's then awesome. the, uh, the next day, um, we got to just like sip wine and we had a beautiful brunch and just like decompress, um, And that was wonderful. And it was amazing. Like literally within two hours of me wrapping up my final call and signing out and like closing all the CrossFit stuff off my computer, I just like my brain started, it just, it's like it freed up space. And I had so much clarity on where I see my business going. Whereas even just the day before I was having a really hard time, like picturing exactly what I wanted from it. And now with literally within two hours, it was just like, Oh my God, we were driving back over the hill from Santa Cruz to my parents' house and I was just verbally vomiting all over Rusty. 
And he was like, yes, yes, yes. And I, so just, I can't, I don't want to share too much now because it's a work in progress, but I am just over the moon at where things are going and, um, what I hope to bring you all. And it's just, it's fun. And and then we've just kind of like seen our, this dream come to fruition where yesterday, so we took a few days, we went to Sonoma. Um, I'm actually wrapping up a Sonoma County post for you all because I got a lot of really good feedback about you wanting to know like where we ate, what we did and whatnot. Um, and then, um, so I took like two days to decompress on that trip with my family. And then by the time I got home, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm itching to work again. And so we've had two work days now, um, and we're finding out our rhythm, but it was yesterday at the, at dinner every night, Rusty and I say like, what was your, the best part of your day? And, um, yesterday we both had the same part and it was nap time and sitting outside with our computers open and just working on things that are so like mutually beneficial and benefiting our family and working on something that we both believe in and that we're, you know, he was doing a lot of like the finance stuff and talking to a financial advisor and figuring out like the biz, the, the financial part of our business and our life ultimately, cause we, you know, we're kind of at a crux right now. <laughs> and I was doing work on, on projects and things that I'm putting out. And it was just like, it was so cool. And she slept for over two hours and it was just magic. So there's that, that felt really good. And like visualizing what our life is going to be like moving forward, um, getting to work together. Um, and then he also travels. So then we get time apart, which in a way is great. Cause then we so much appreciate the time we have together. So he's leaving for Colorado this weekend. Um, but yeah, just, we have a lot of travel coming up, trying to just get small trips in until we get the van back and explore and, and have time as a family. So that is, that is that, that is like the, the, I guess like the big transition stuff and kind of coming to a head and we'll have the van back in four weeks from less than four weeks from when this episode airs, which is incredible. And, um, we've got a big Pacific Northwest trip starting the day after two days after Christmas for probably eight weeks. Um, so if any of you guys live up that way, feel free to drop me a line to drop us a line and we can uh, maybe connect while we're up there. We're going all the way up to Squim, Washington, and then back down. And yeah, that's the big stuff, I think. Um, and then we've night weaned. I've got some questions about that. So I figure I'll just touch on it. <laughs> uh, we fully, <laughs> we're fully night weaned now. And I, I had a lot of people reach out because they, because we are still co-sleeping. So we co-sleep, but we have night weaned and it has changed our world at nighttime. Um, it's allowed, I think I've touched on this a little bit in the last episode, but basically the way we went about it, I think that's the big question that I got is like, how did you do it? Um, so Evie's 16 months, I think I tried at least three times prior to this and it just wasn't the right time for either of us. And so the way that we kind of built up to it is that, um, I still nurse before bed. And then when she starts to get drowsy, I pop her off and just like cuddle her until she falls asleep. Um, but the first day we, I decided to do it, I started telling her like during nighttime routine okay, we're going to have one more milkies and then that's it. And then milk, and then we're all done for the night. And then you could have morning milkies and just like kind of repeating that. So the first two nights were a little tough where she'd wake up and cry. And she actually had some really good releases from it, which was beneficial as well. So probably two or three tough nights with like anywhere from a 30 to 60 minute long cry that I just kind of held her through. Some of those nights were in the van. Um, and then she'd wake up and, and like, if she reached for my shirt, I'd say, no, milk's all done. You could have milkies in the morning. Um, and we were set, the time was set for six. It had to be after six. But with the time change, we've started back at 5.15 and I've been pushing just because she was very confused by that. Um, but it's worked really well. And now we're getting, I'd say, two out of every three nights she sleeps through. And if she does wake up, it's like, she kind of goes, uh, uh, and I give her some water and I snuggle her and she goes back to sleep. And sometimes that's a just reminder, no milk is till the morning, but... 
it's worked really well for us. And so I think it's been like a couple months now. And um, if she has a hard night, it's usually because she has to process. And so we're okay with that too. You know, we're like, okay, this is a night that you're processing stuff because that's usually when she processes any emotions. And yeah. So I feel like I've been talking for a while. <laughs> oh, and we or have... You have... <laughs> she's walked, what? too. Okay, so yeah, I saw that yesterday on Instagram. Yeah, the, oh, the my sweet gosh. girl. I mean, she is... She's so sweet. She loves holding our finger and walking everywhere. And and I'm kind of, like, wary of it. And we do it a little bit every day because it's really helping her build confidence. And ultimately, she's supporting herself and everything. And then out of nowhere, two nights ago, it was bath time. And I was holding her in, like, the main bath area where the sinks are. And Rusty was at the bathtub. And I just, like, kind of held her. And she stood up. And walked to him and then crawled back to me and did it like six more times. And by the like fourth, fifth, sixth time, she was standing up on her own and walking to him. And now it's like hit or miss. Sometimes she does it. Sometimes she doesn't. Um, yeah. But, you know, she, I can see that like something clicked and she's so happy when she does it. She is so happy. So I just it's so fun to watch them figure stuff out and um, work through things and then see like the pride. It's it's pretty awesome. So. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. incredible. That's a game changer. Oh my Walking gosh. is a game changer. We're, it's, it's been it's been such a process. Like she crawled for so long and then finger walking for so long that we're I think we're ready, you know? Um I don't really I take it's not going to be hard for me to kind of chase her around a little bit. And also she I will I will say um she is relatively mellow and likes to be nearby. So I've got definitely have some friends whose kids like take off. And I don't see that being the case, but we'll see. <laughs> if she does, it's also fine. <laughs> we'll work, she may we'll be like, look at this cool new trick I can yeah. do. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> out. Run. Peace. <laughs> yeah. So that is that. That was a lot of updates. Um, but I That's feel like it. it's fun to share and, and uh, I'm grateful for the space to share. And I'm grateful for the people who ask questions like that. You want to know what's going on in my life. It, it's sometimes it's surreal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I don't really have much that's interesting, but like, <laughs> I think people might want to hear about it or they tell me they do. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) And I feel like I haven't got to hear what's the latest in your life since our last catch up episode. So let her rip. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, I'm in this, this, I feel like the last couple of catch up episodes, it's been like all like this happened and this happened. I left my job and I like started a new job and we moved and it was like all these huge things. And now it's like back into a, a, a time where everything is like, I'm just getting into a rhythm. It's a really beautiful space to be in. Um, and I think I talked, I, sometimes I get my, like, I don't know who I talked to or when, but like, I think I talked a little bit about going through like a funk, um, kind of maybe like a couple weeks ago, like four, four to six weeks ago. Um, kind of like that crash from all the like adrenaline of change. I know I heard about it on Instagram for sure. And then I think you touched on it here too, but yeah, I'd love to hear more on that. Yeah. Well, so that was just, um, a tough, I mean, it wasn't a tough time. It was more a time of me of like introspection and like grace for myself. Like I felt almost guilty that I was like feeling the feelings that weren't all positive. And I don't even know what the feelings were. You know, it wasn't like I was sad or upset or mad or like, what's the word I'm looking for? Regretful. It was just like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. I feel mel. I felt melancholy almost. Yeah. And I felt guilty even sharing that. Cause I'm like, I have everything that like, this is the life that I dreamed of and I've created. And, um, so it was just a kind of like a weird place to be in. But I, like, I, I think I mentioned last podcast, I slowly came out of that and in a much better place. Um, and I think it has to do with just my tendencies of needing structure 
and not having it at that point in time. Um, and now that I do this, it's probably a false sense of control, but a little bit of control over like my day and my tasks and like the balance between work and home life when you are working from home. So in a much better place, the kids are out of the house Monday through Friday, kids are out of the house Monday through Friday. Um, most of the time. Um, and we, it's, it's, one of those things yesterday we decided that we're going to go to our friend's ranch. It's like one of our favorite places on earth. Um, just totally kind of removed. And she always, she's this like beautiful, soul, beautiful soul, Holly. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world, but she gathers people. She like collects them. And so it's like people I don't even know are going to be there. Like families, three or four families. And we get to stay in this like comp. It's like a compound. It's called the camp. There's like many places on this ranch you can stay. Like can um, Vance have, stay there? I'm sure Vance <laughs> can stay there. But it's way out of the way. Like okay. you would have to drive like two hours out of the way from like the highway to get there. Um, but yeah, that oh, would be awesome. Good noted. Um, so we're going there and it was like immediately I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get all this work done like to go and be like present. And I was stressed and Tim's like, why? Like, let's talk about this. And so we talked about why I was stressed and then like, I'm learning to flip the script, you know, like you, you mention it all the time and it's something that I've been really working hard on, but it was like, you know, why are you stressed? And I kind of worked backwards. Like, you know, I'm stressed that I won't get everything done. And that like my boss, Cassie, I mean, if she's listening, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but like, she would be upset with me and it's like all this stuff. And then I flipped it. Like, I'm blessed that I get to have a job that allows me to batch all my work, get all my hours done, do it on my own time. And then I can leave and be unplugged for like three days. So that was kind of like a beautiful revelation. I'm not naturally a, like, that's not my natural inclination. I'm, I go to the worst case scenario quite often. Um, and so learning that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that skill essentially is, um, it's hard, but I'm doing it. So I'm doing cool. it. And you look so happy right now. Like I'm so, so blissful. And it's, it can be hard, right? When you have your own business and you're working, you're building the life, you built the life you love, right? The built, you built the dream life in terms of career and everything really. It, I feel like there's this almost like looming feeling and that maybe the way, way, way back where like, I could lose this. I worked so mm-hmm. hard for this and I could lose this. If I, if I disconnect for three or four days, am I going to come back and, and have like taken steps backwards, you know, mm-hmm. when ultimately the, the reality is you built something so cool and you have people who are so like, um, you know, loyal to you and, 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 and appreciate everything that you're doing. That it's almost like, I feel like in a way people appreciate when you take time away because then it's, it's like, Oh, you're now you're back and I'm so excited. And also here's all the stuff to do or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Refresh. Yeah. Totally. I totally, I think you're, you hit that the nail on yeah. the head. When you that. have your own business, it's, it's like, you feel like there's never, you can never wrap up. You're never mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is, I'm done. For, for, I can Work take, is never done. Never. And so that's where it gets hard to take time away. But And I think our question that we're going to address is kind of about that, which I'm excited mm-hmm. to share. Um, anyways, we'll get there. Uh, I try not to steal the, the thunder on that question. But <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of um, an update on that. I'm trying to think. Again, like right now, it's just like getting back into what my, what I would say like my new normal is. I've started working out again consistently, which has like, oh my God, it's been so powerful for me. Um, I get up early at least three times a week. I try to three times a week and I go to a CrossFit class. Um, and that has been so good for my psyche. Um, so good for like 
my body, I didn't realize that. And it's not about aesthetics. Like, yeah, that's a cool bonus, but it's like, I didn't realize how, what's the word? Uncomfortable I was in sticky. my body. Like, I like to think about it like sticky in a way. Sticky. Yeah. When I first started going, it was like, oh my God, this is so hard. Like mm-hmm. I can't bend over. Like I can't, like, I can't do the things that used to come very naturally to me. The, 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 uh, it's fu- functionality. Just like yeah, functioning you lo- at your mass capacity. Max capacity. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like you, if you don't use it, you kind of lose it for a little bit. Um, and you know, and there's some things that like getting under the barbell and like doing some lifts, it's like, it's rusty, but like, it's still there. Like the movement patterns are still there from having done it so frequently, like back in the day. Um, but that has just been so much fun. And I can see like the, with the consistency of it, like how much better I feel Mm -hmm. and how much stronger I'm getting, how much more proficient, like it's just, how many days a week are you getting in? I try to do three. Um, and that's just like realistic to me. Um, I used to be of the mindset, like I would go five to seven days CrossFit, like classes back in the day. That's too much. Um, Too much, too much for me. Yeah. Not feasible. And it's like a goal that I can easily attain and feel really good about Mm -hmm. at the end of the week. Like, yeah, I did that. Um, so feeling really, really awesome with that. Um, what else? I wanted to throw this out there kind of to crowdsource some feedback. I don't solicit too much feedback that often, but in this case, um, I'm just curious and I don't want this to sound like, uh, like a humble brag. It's not the case at all. Brag away, but, mama, own it. <laughs> well, it's about bear. It's okay. not even about me. Um, so bear, I love him so much. I mean, literally sometimes I just want to squeeze the life out of him, but like in the like way that's like, I just love you. <laughs> Like, I just want to hug you so hard. Like, I want to eat you. I, think I want to eat you. I just want to yes. eat you up. Both of my children. That happens quite frequently. Um, anyways, if you listen to our story, you know he's always been, like, a um, spirited kid. Like, very – he's very extroverted, very outgoing. He's so smart. Um, and I think I realized that when he was a baby. Like, just very much, like, taking in everything, um, processing it. He was an early talker, like – he just does a lot of like intellectual things early. Um, anyways, so we had a parent teacher conference with him. He's in a Montessori school right now. And I actually want to do an episode about, we've got questions about like types of schooling. And so this is, yes, this is definitely on my radar radar. Um, so we had a a parent teacher conference with his teacher, Miss Norma, who I'm obsessed with. And in the Montessori like school, at least at ours, they are with the same teacher for like a good chunk of time, like years. So like Bear started Miss Norma's class when he was three and they stay there until they're six, like three years. And so they get to like be with older kids and younger kids. And there's a process of like learning by seeing and then also learning by teaching each other. Um, and so anyways, long story short, I'm going to try not to ramble because I know we need to get to the question. Um, she was like, Bear is doing awesome. Um, he has a little bit of like impulse control, which I'm not sure if that's totally normal for the age and like gender. I try not to like stereotype in that regard, but from what I hear fairly, fairly normal. So there were some things that we, you know, not all positive, but like things we could work on. And then on the flip side, because we talked about putting him in public school next year in kindergarten, because he's on the younger end, like his birthday's in August. And anyway, she was like, no, um, if he does go to public school, he needs to go to first grade and needs to go to like, like 
the GT first grade. And I was like, Oh, like, I mean, cause I was like, I, I knew he was a smart kid, but I just never had that perspective about it, I guess. So anyways, What's I GT? You're like gifted. Like, I think that was an old school way to like, gifted I remember and talented. I was talking about humble. Brag. I remember being in like something called gate. I wonder if it's similar where they, I, they I had like a, an extra class almost. Yeah. Like they would, like I was in something when I was young where they would like pull you from your regular class Mm -hmm. and go do some like reading or like other different activities. Maybe some of the impulse control is not, um, sorry, I don't know what's happening out there. If you could hear that, maybe it's less impulse control and more just like boredom. Right. And that's what she said. She was like, cause I asked her, I was like, truthfully, we want to move into public school because we're paying for Montessori school. That would be really nice not to have to pay for Montessori. Um, even though like I love his school and I would keep him there forever if we could afford it indefinitely. And she was like, you know, I think he'd do fine in public school. He's just, you're going to have a problem if he's not challenged. And so I just kind of want to like hear back from other mamas that have kind of like been through this situation. Um, if they have any feedback about how maybe they addressed it, if they went the public school route from like a private school setting and if they had success with a child similar, you know, similar to bear. Um, because that's, it kind of hit me. Cause she was like, that's when, when bright kids are not challenged again, this sounds like, so like a humble brag, but really I just want a, advice. No, you, I would say brag about him. He's brilliant. It's awesome. <laughs> I know, but I feel like everybody thinks their ch- children are brilliant. Well, yeah, I do too. And she's 16 months. <laughs> He's a genius. Um, but like, I, I just, it's a big decision. Mm-hmm. It's a big financial decision and a big decision for like an investment in his like future. Cause she was like, you know, if he's not challenged, that's when some behavior yeah. things can occur in the public setting. Um, and then also she, I don't think she was trying to like sell us on it, but like, you know, this would be an investment for us to like put on this end to where hopefully like college would be paid for one day if he wants to go to college. Oh, sweet. By keeping Uh, in Montessori would be an investment in. Yes. Okay. So anyways, nothing super exciting, but I really, truly want advice. Yeah. I think that's, that's, this is a great place to ask these, our listeners are the most incredible, the most incredible insight ever. Um, yeah, that's cool. So I guess email us with, if you have thoughts on that or you can can message you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I love it. That's my, that's my life right now. It's so great. I love hearing about it. It's not exciting by any standards, but like, it's, it's just, we're just in a really good place. Oh, and we, oh, I guess I'm going to do it again. What? I was like, we, we've been talking about I know, should a we, business. I, I mean, this could be more crowdsourcing. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So Laura and I have been talking about something, you know, we've always, we know that we want to do something together with modern mamas and, you know, we've got a couple of things, ideas in the pipelines and stuff like that. But one thing, one of our friends, this is what really got me thinking about it. One of our friends, um, suffered, a mutual friend, um, suffered a, an, a fourth pregnancy loss. And I'm going to try not to cry. I don't know why I just, I get, um, um, suffered a fourth pregnancy loss. And I wanted to like send something to her. And I was like, just looking and looking online. I couldn't find anything and I couldn't find anything that I felt was appropriate. And I just didn't know like what to do, mm-hmm. um, for her to help her and support her. Cause it's such a delicate situation. Anyways, that got me thinking of like, why isn't there something out there 
for mamas in that situation, but also like mamas, also postpartum mamas, like people or mamas who've recently given birth. And there are some, some things like this, um, some different companies doing this. But my thought is like, you know, what if you could go, your friend had a baby in another state, or even if it's in the same town, you just want to make sure that they're taken care of. Um, but you could go online, you could order like a, a care package essentially, where it was like all the essentials, holistic, you know, minded essentials for someone who's just given birth, whether that has something to do with nutrition or a mindset or self-care or like anything. Um, and the same for like mamas who have suffered loss as well, because, you know, they're going through the same, the same changes, the same hormonal changes, all they need the same things and maybe more More, so in a lot of ways. Um, but people don't, people don't treat that, treat them the same way. Mm -hmm. Or at least in my experience, it's like, Oh, you suffered a loss. Like you'll feel better in a couple of weeks and you'll be back to normal. And it's like, you know, you still need support. It's like if we think that postpartum when doctors are like, okay, six weeks, you're cool. Do whatever you want. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And then imagine, and it's even like less time given for post miscarriage. And then, and they, they need probably more emotional, physical, you know, it's like, it makes me crazy. So yeah. yes, it drives me. It does. And then so we also, that's the- yeah. Sorry. You go. No, go ahead. I was saying, we you also go. talked about maybe doing like, like there's lots of different obviously stages and subsets of the motherhood transition. So like maybe one that's even like, you know, during pregnancy, if there's a a loss postpartum, and then maybe even just like, shit, you got a toddler. That's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of you. Yeah. Like my heart is with you. I want to support you because I know what you're going through. I know it's hard. And this is the time Mm -hmm. when moms are back to work and they have so little support. So it's like, here, I see that you're struggling or I see that you're kicking ass in either case. Here's a box, you know, (laughs) here's a box of everything that I would want to give you in person if I was there. (laughs) Exactly. Um, or even if it's like, you're going to see someone in person, you can give it to them that way too and wrap it up with a bow or whatever. So, um, yeah. I guess here's more crowdsourcing. If you will, we'll, we'll uh, put this in the show notes. And if you are, it's something you're interested in, if you could just comment on the show notes yeah. and then we can kind of like get a tally and uh, get an idea of how things are looking for that. Hi friends, Lori here with some exciting news. Four Sigmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, Cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high-quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water. You mix in the blend and you're set. They have caffeine-free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow. And they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website, find whatever mushroom blend is, is going to fit with your lifestyle, and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas, or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out, see what fits your life, and happy shrooming. Yeah, comment or shoot us a message, yeah. send us an email. I don't know because I don't. I haven't been posting my show notes on the website, so mm-hmm. it would just be on your website. But in, either way, 
want to know, like, would that be helpful? Does that sound like something that's incredible? And then also kind of crowdsourcing some ideas. Like if you have been, like, I've been through a loss personally, I kind of have some idea of things that would have been helpful at the time. Um, but you know, if you looking back or going through right now, like what would obviously not take away the pain, but like help support you in that, that time, um, whether it's loss or postpartum or whatever stage you're in. Yeah. Um, because we want to make it. Yeah. Go ahead. I, was, I don't think our friend would mind. I think she might appreciate us sharing who we're talking about because she shared a lot on social media and she's such a great resource. If, since we're on this note, if, if that's something you're mm-hmm. going through, you know, someone who's going through it, she's very verbal, like vocal about her experience. And I think that that's been therapeutic for her. And it also, I think it's so um, courageous of her and strong of her to share and, and help other mamas, but that's Kirsten and she's the girl with the butter. Nope. That's Kirsten. No, no. I'm so sorry. Vibrant, <laughs> she's the vibrant, vibrant life, life army life. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I just was like going to look at hers and, and the girl with the butter came up. Sorry, Kristen <laughs> and Kirsten. <laughs> um, so yes, army. I just want to make sure I say it exactly right. Army wife, vibrant life, army wife. And we'll also link to her, but she is just such an incredible soul. She's a dear, dear friend to both of us. And, um, I think she's a wonderful person to, to, to reach out to and, or at least like follow along. And, um, she's an incredible human. So there's that. And we'd love feedback on the box and we'd love feedback on, um, spirited, brilliant children moving from yes. private to, so Montessori is a private school. Um, or most charter. of the time, okay. at least, at least in our city, it's, it's usually, um, private. They're so cool. Um, I have thought a lot about it. We have a couple in Santa Cruz area that we were like, oh, if we're going to stay here, we might look into it. But yes, so pricey. Yes, it is. I, you know, I don't know if that's just in, te- in Texas, they're about standard, like like a daycare um, pricing. I mean, some can obviously yeah. be crazy. Does it get more expensive uh, as they get older and it's more like school versus? No, actually, I think it's more expensive when they're younger um, just because the care... I don't know. I don't know why it's flip flop that way, but I do think like in the, when Camille, well, Camille's going to start Camille starting next year, but when they're like babies, like 18 months is the earliest they can start here, but it's a little bit more expensive. Got it. Don't know why. Yeah. All righty. Well, should we tackle a question? Do you have anything else to share? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it. Read it. Um, this is actually from a friend of mine. She she asked this on when I did a call for questions a little while back on Instagram. And she said, this is Claire. And um, she's actually due yesterday. <laughs> Still pregnant. Yay. So thinking of you, Claire, we love you. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear some opinions on career change and taking the leap. For example, what's your opinion on having a major life change, like having a baby, <laughs> and shifting gears in your career to help others with all the information you've learned about birth? and empowerment do you not worry about possible pay cuts and just jump into the next thing or do you keep with the old job and slowly transition out it's hard to make changes especially financially when you're already going through a big life change right yikes (laughs) I love it um yes and I love it because this is so I think she asked because it's so prevalent in both of our lives and we've been sharing bits and pieces I'm trying to be authentic and share the good and the hard and the scary and the all of it but um I love the question because I think it's just like opens us up to have a chance to kind of share how it's been this specific component of the change for each of us. Um, so opinions on career change and taking the leap. 
and it sounds like especially because, I mean, neither of us is pregnant, but yeah. um, we, you know, it's, it's that you know of. Oh God, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get so many emails like, "Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant?" No. <laughs> we should now we should do an awkward silence and giggle. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets people wondering. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but I guess in the way that I could relate is that we were already going through the big life change of like selling the condo, moving to the van and then found out it got laid off, which in a way, um, I think you could always spit like flip the script and like change your perspective and where I could have been like, ah, shit, we're already going through this thing. That's incredibly stressful. And now I've got this extra stress component component of losing my job. Um, and we have a baby and you know, all the things, but instead it was like, oh, sweet. We are already moving into a van and going to be reducing our monthly costs significantly. Um, so I think it's all, a lot of it is perspective in that, um, let's say you're considering making the leap to maybe leave like a nine to five job or a job that you're maybe not especially passionate about. And I don't know if this is her story specifically, but just in general, like if that's the leap, the leap is, is taking a risk to maybe do work that's more, um, fuels your fire or do work that allows you more time with your family. And you also have a big life change of having a baby while it does maybe make it trickier or more stressful financially. It also opens you up to the wealth of time and headspace and energy to spend with your new child and to start life in that capacity. Um, so that's kind of one way to look at it is like just imagining flipping the script a little bit. And even though things might be more stressful, looking at the ways in which taking a risk or a leap like that can actually benefit your life in capacities that are way more priceless than money from a job that maybe you're not super in love with. So I guess I'll start there. I'm sure I'll have more to add, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, I just went through minus the the baby, the new baby went through that. But so this is kind of my, my path. I, I'll share my story. Um, I left a job that I actually really loved. Um, I really loved what I was doing, loved the people that I worked with. And so there was a mixture of wanting to branch out and build something of my own. Um, because that was a big thing in my mind. Like I love this job, but I'm building somebody else's dream essentially. Um, and that was, that was a big part of it. Um, when we started talking about like what that would look like, it was like one day it just came into my mind. Like, what if I did the podcast and what if I pursued the blog and what if I pursued an, a business of my own, um, what would that look like? And so for us, it was like, okay, we, d- I, I'm very much a planner. So of course I did a pros and cons list. This is like practical. This is what I did. Pros and cons. What, what's the cons? What's the pros of leaving my job and doing this? And a lot of the pros of leaving and branching out and doing something of your own are very like intangible things like, you know, time. I mean, that's kind of tangible time and like fulfillment, like self-fulfillment, joy, and like less stress in some ways. Um, because you're, you're doing it yourself, if that makes any sense. You're not like doing it for somebody else. Um, and so a lot of the pros were intangibles. A lot of the cons, obviously finances, like it's a thing. Like you, you've got to at least know what you're willing to cut in terms of expenses. What are unimportant things, things that you could live without and know like, what is your basic operating expenses? Like the bare bones minimum, minimum, what's important to you? Like for some people, it's like, I need to eat, eat, eat really, really well. And I'm not willing to like 
compromise that. Or I love to travel. Like, I don't want to compromise that. Or maybe it's like, I just, I just need Netflix. (laughs) I don't want to compromise. I mean, I'm just like throwing things out there. Um, but it's like, really, what are the essentials for you and your family? And what's that going to cost? Um, and then for us, it was moving to accommodate that. Um, it was, cutting a lot of like miscellaneous things and then coming up with a number, like what do I need to survive? Um, and then working backwards from that. And for us, it was a slow process. Like I decided that beauty counter was going to be something that I, I mean, I was already really passionate about it and it was already like something that I was actively doing and having income from. But when you start looking at the things that could potentially be income producing for you and how that could help you make the transition. Um, and then figuring out how to kind of like do that, um, that helped me ease the transition. And then like, then you just kind of jump once you figure out that like it can be done and how to get there financially, you just, you just go, you know, I mean, that's, you kind of rip the bandaid off and just do it. I don't think I was like ready, ready mm-hmm. when we did it, but it was kind of like, I don't know if you ever be can ready. be. It's like having a yeah. kid. I've had people yeah. say like, I do feel like I was pretty ready to have a baby, but you can never really be like fully, you can never be a hundred percent sure that everything is going to go right mm-hmm. ever. That's life. Um, and one thing Russ and I actually just talked about the other day is like, we're very confident that this is going to work out and we're going to be able to continue to build this life and do this thing. And But also we each have a pretty significant set of skills where we could always go get a job, you know? And, and I feel like if you're, if you're, if the risk you're taking is leaving a job that you're great at, but maybe doesn't fuel you, there's no doubt that you have a set of skills that have allowed you to kick ass at that job for however long that even if you didn't go back to that job, you still have those skills So you're not like, it's not like you're just going to lose them. So you could go find a job, um, that maybe like, let's say you need a buffer for a little while. You can maybe go get part-time work doing something that, that you know that you're really great at. Um, so that's also another way to ease into a life change instead of taking, if some, if some people are just purely not comfortable with that and that's okay. And I wouldn't, there's a certain extent to which maybe it's, it's good to push boundaries and push your comfort level. But then also if it's going to create a, a significant amount of stress, it's going to make it harder for you to do the work that you love, or it's going to make the work that you love that you're leaping into less enjoyable because you're all you're thinking about is the stress of finances and whatnot. Maybe some people have the the ability. I know Noelle talked about this on a recent podcast. Like she was able to transition a little bit more slowly where she went part-time for a while and then was able to leave her like, you know, corporate more full-time gig and just pursue her own things on her own. So I feel like there are different ways to go about it. Some people like to just take the leap. Um, I was forced to take the leap sooner than I anticipated, but I'm so, so, so grateful. And I think that that was the way it was supposed to be. Um, it's actually what I wanted most likely, but just was, would have felt kind of selfish making that decision myself. So I think, um, paying attention to the universe or God or, you know, whatever, just being in tune with the energy being put into your life and listening. I I believe in signs and the power of ask. And if it's something you really want, say it aloud. Maybe like once a day before bed, if there's something you really, really, really want, but you're a little scared, ask for it before you go to bed. Um, Mm -hmm. I really think that's why I went into labor when I did, because I told Evie, like, I'm ready for you. So say it aloud, say it in your mind, say it wherever, write it down. And then I think these things, we we can kind of manifest things in our lives. It doesn't mean that we can sit back and like, I'm going to ask for it and then it's just going to happen for me. But when you say it aloud or you say it in your mind or you write things out, that 
energy you put out manifests in not just the universe taking care of you, but also in you maybe acting on the things that you've repeated in your mind, it becomes almost like a mantra. So Mm -hmm. that's another way to think about it too. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because personally, sorry, there's a dinosaur, um, going off somewhere in our house. Um, hopefully you didn't hear that. I'm (laughs) like, what is that? Real life. Uh, I'm so glad you said that because when we decided that, or when I decided like, yes, I want to do this, I really still didn't even have a plan, but I was like, I want to go work for Cassie. Like I am fueled by her. Like I love what she's doing. I want to help her build this, this dream that she's creating. And she's still like, we talked about it, but like, it was like in the future, like that will happen. And I just so happened to like message her. And I was like, Hey, I want to do this sooner rather than later. No pressure. I'm just putting it out into the universe. Like if you have a need for it, I'm ready. And she was like, yes, we have a need for it. Um, and so had I never, put it out there or asked her, um, you know, I could still be kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting. So definitely, definitely believe in the power of like just saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I wanted to add one more thing. One of the things that I did, Tim and I actually did it together. was like kind of what you were saying, like, what if I leave and it doesn't work or like we don't make enough money or like all these things that I was really afraid of, we, I kind of said them out loud and we worked through it. Like, okay, if it doesn't work, I'll just get another job. Okay. Like in my mind, it was like this big thing. Like I'm going to fail. It's not going to work, but like really what happens if it doesn't work? I just get another job. Like it's not as bad. Like you take these big fears that are like very, what's the word? Not like specific, like fear is just a specific thing. And then you break it down to like the, like really, really truthfully, like actionable things or like real solid things that would happen. And then you realize like, it's, it's nothing that we can't handle together. It's not quite as scary as it might've been. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's important. And I like that you touched on the fact that when you did actually make the leap, you didn't know exactly what your business would look like. And like I was saying in my update, it's like, I, sometimes it takes taking the leap to figure out what it is you want. Um, Mm -hmm. because then you're forced. Isn't even the right word. I don't think it's that I was forced to finally decide how I wanted to move forward. I think it was that I was given the free headspace to actually create it in my mind where like my headspace was just so filled with 40 hour work week and plus the stuff I was trying to build on the side, plus selling and moving the van, like all the things. And then once that big giant thing was no longer on my plate and I was able to just like delete those apps from my phone and sign out for the last time, it's like all of a sudden I just had space. And so sometimes it takes the leap or cutting down to part time or whatever to find space to really figure out what it is that you want to do. Um, and so even if it means like quitting like a full-time corporate job and like working at a coffee shop a few days a week to have to like buffer, you know, and and Mm -hmm. then that kind of job doesn't take as much headspace as maybe like managing people or, you know, some sort of higher paced, harder, harder is not the right word, but faster paced, maybe more intense corporate kind of job. So yeah, that's a thought. Yeah. And I think there's uh, for me, it was, there was a lot of, not a lot of pushback, but my family was like, you're what? Like you're leaving a job with benefits. You've been there for five years. Like, aren't you just going to keep climbing the ladder? Like it was a lot of like, so, I mean, word, word from us that have been there. I don't know if you've gotten this Laura, but I think Mm -hmm. your family's pretty supportive, but it like, Eh. it was like, (laughs) uh, it was like, what are you doing? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, and even the question, like, I don't even understand what, what do you, what are you going to do? 
what's your, what's your work? What's your job? And I think that's where it's, some of it's generational. Some of it's just like Mm. where you come from or whatever. Um, in the Silicon Valley, it's like people, not everyone. I'm not, I'm trying, not trying to make a huge generalization, but a lot of them to live here, people have like tech jobs, fast paced jobs, climb the ladder jobs. And, um, I no longer feel like I have a job, if that makes sense. And I don't love for the first question when you meet someone to be like, what do you do? Um, mm-hmm. it's like, what do you, what fuels you? Like, what's your passion? What are mm-hmm. you into? What do you love to do? Um, not like what, what is your job? Because I don't think we should be uh, defined by the job that we do or even the work that we do. It's like, what, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of a tangent, but it's I, a tangent because it's hard, especially when you start doing what you love. Yeah. It's like, it's who you are. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Then it becomes a part of your identity, but yeah. I think we can't always, not everybody is able to do a job that they, that, um, is a part of their identity necessarily. And so mm-hmm. I think shifting that question from like, what drives you, what's the work that you do, or like, what do you put into the world versus like, what's your job? Because sometimes people have jobs and, um, I'm way more excited to talk about what I'm doing now, but it's not like at this point, it's not a job that's like going to fully support our family. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it hopefully will become that, but I don't know. That was uh, kind of an, an offshoot, but no, it, it's a good, it's a good point. I think as soon as we start, stop identifying people with the job that they do, um, the easier it will be for people to kind of disconnect from that. And then it makes taking a, making a change career wise, a little bit more achievable or realistic when people don't get so wrapped up in necessarily the job that they've had. Oh, just because you've worked there for five years, like I was across it for six years, holding on to that, I think is like a safety net versus, mm-hmm. um, identifying with that specific role. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but <laughs> makes sense. Um, I wanted to add one more thing before we sign out. I got a lot of questions about, um, health insurance. Oh gosh. Yes. Please from, help. From, and this is just another practical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the big, like rah, rah, like go and do it, chase your dreams. But it was like a very real thing for us. Cause it's like, Oh my God, we had great benefits. And now what are we going to do? Like that was a huge financial decision on our part. Like was really what was holding me back from like jumping into it with no, like not looking back. Um, and so we, this is not for everybody, but we have utilized, um, a Christian health share. And I don't know if there's any out there that aren't, are just more like, um, what's the word? Like not a Christian based one. Um, but most of them are, I think um, so too. Even my, my friends uh, do use one and they're not necessarily like they don't identify themselves as Christian, but they met the criteria. <laughs> right. You have to meet, meet some criteria. Um, but it, the, it's based off like sharing the cost of, of life essentially with other people like in community who are um, so health just, minded and like yes. take care of themselves ultimately is kind of what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. So this is not, may not be the option for everybody, but for us, it like made a lot of sense. So it's very, it's not health insurance. Mm-hmm. They're very clear on that, but like it is essentially set up very similar to health insurance and in that you pay a premium every month. You can qualify for like a health, a health like deduction. If like you're, you check all these boxes, like you don't have X, Y, Z, um, you get a reduced rate and basically you're paying into this pool of money that everybody shares. And basically you have a card and you can like take it to your provider. And some people like accept it. Some people don't, but you're, you're mostly paying out of pocket. Like meeting a deductible, cash. right? Yeah. You're meeting yeah. a deductible. 
So like you pick a, pl- a plan that's like a, like, I, I forget what ours is. Yeah. That fits your family. And there's a couple of them out there. So like do your research. We, we use, um, we're using MetaShare and I haven't had to really use it much. So I don't have a lot of feedback on it, but it's a really affordable option. We pay, I think it's like three, and I don't mind sharing all the details, like 300 something a month for That's a crazy. decent deductible. That's so great. Yeah. So it requires a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. And for most people, like we were on a high deductible plan anyways. So it's, it wasn't as shocking for us to move like kind of transition to this plan. But like, if, if you're not like, it takes a little bit of adjustment, but we also put some money away every month to have like, kind of like an HSA. Yeah. That's um, cool. I did that when I was pregnant. Yeah. So that's a big thing. That's a big thing, um, for a lot of people. And so that's, I just wanted to share what we're glad you did. Thank you. We actually have a call set up, um, coming up pretty quick here with this gentleman who we met with a financial advisor yesterday. So you and Tim are very good at, um, budgeting or definitely you are. (laughs) That's like your jam. It's not, it's not a skill set that I have. It's not something that brings me joy. It's something that creates anxiety that I don't really have space for right now. And Rusty's pretty good at it. But we finally were like, this is something for us that's worth investing in because an investment in like a, someone who's going to help us plan financially, I'm mm-hmm. without a doubt, will pay pay off tenfold, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she connected us with an insurance guy who's like going to basically do like this whole compare contrast of all these different options for us and kind of help us decide what, what it is that we want to do. Um, so I will report back on that as well when, yes. when once we get some information because it's just like, uh, Rusty's part of his role with this company and whatever that, that we're building is like he's going to be a lot of doing the finances. Like that we're, we're slowly figuring out like where, what his skill sets, I mean, he, we already know he's skilled in many ways, but how he's can most benefit Radical Roots as a whole. And so um, it's just, it was so cool to sit there for like two hours yesterday and have him really dive into all this stuff that like, I need that off my plate. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, once we get set up, I need to understand the workings of all of our finances. That's, I don't want to not know that just like, God forbid, you know, something happened. But in terms of setting it all up and everything, like it's such a huge relief for me that he's taking that role. Um, So I think also with leaps like this, it's a matter of like figuring out what's worth outsourcing, like what is worth spending some money on to help you get set up so that, the big stressors that aren't worth your time financially or energetically <laughs> can be given to somebody else. And th- those types of things will typically pay off because the hours you spend and energy you spend not doing those things can be put into something that maybe 10 or that was 10, 10, I don't know why I said 10, like a month or so down the line can actually end up bringing in much more money. Right. So that's totally. something to think about as well. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Time is money. And mm-hmm. like, especially now, Again, something to consider if you are thinking about taking the leap, time is money. And I, you know, you're working for yourself and think about what your hourly rate is for a lot of those things that you normally wouldn't think about. So like mm-hmm. one thing for me, it's like grocery shopping. I love grocery shopping, but if I have to go to the store for two hours, mm-hmm. however long I I'm, I'm a leisurely grocery oh shopper. Oh my gosh, me too. Since having um, a kid. <laughs> I know. I know. So, but like most of the time I do like curbside pickup, it costs me a little bit more, but I'm like, okay, if I go to the store two hours out of my day that I like want to work on something else that could be income producing, like I just need to outsource that and I need to let it go. And then I still sometimes go like, I will, I always go to Costco once a month and that's my, like, I get my coffee and like walking around doing my thing. I love it. Um, that's like my yeah. self care. And you know, it's, it's one of those things I used to like poo poo at like meal, like uh, not meal delivery necessarily, but like grocery delivery mm-hmm. and having a cleaner come and those kinds of things. But now I'm like, I get it. Especially if, mm-hmm. if someone has like, 
I know people, if you're building something from home and you work from home most of the time or whatever, and you cannot focus if things are out of place or things are dirty, you see dust in the corner, it's more worth your time to sit there and work on something that fuels you versus like taking continual breaks to like go dust and clean and whatnot. So outsourcing that kind of thing as well. And I, what I love about, especially what I've learned from after having Evie, we actually had a local gal come and clean a couple times and not, and I, I specifically sought out someone who I wanted to give my money to, you know what I mean? Like you're not Mm -hmm. only are you outsourcing a, a task that maybe you could spend your energy somewhere else, but you're, you're paying someone else to use their skill set to come and clean. And that's something that's going to help. Like this was like a single mom. And so I just, I felt so it felt right. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. things like that, where sometimes your time and energy can be spent elsewhere and paying for those things. It's not laziness. It's not, you know, it's more just like now you have that time and energy to do something else. And maybe that time and energy is spent just like zoning out with your kid and (laughs) it doesn't have to always be work, but, um, yeah, it's just like prioritizing what you want to spend your time on because the whole like I'm busy thing. Yes, we're busy, but also like we get to choose what we do with our time. So kind of mm-hmm. just sorting out and finding a rhythm of um, how your day might look and how you want to allocate your time is pretty, pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always going to make sense right away, but like you just got to figure out mm-hmm. financially time, like all that stuff. I know not everybody has the luxury to decide to like get their house cleaned or like right. get a groceries delivered. But like, for me, it was like calculating, okay, what, what am I, what's my hourly rate here and figuring out the, like, mm-hmm. it's way worth it's financially and time wise to like put some money into this because I'm going to be making more money if I can spend this time. Like, yeah, I totally echo what you're saying. Sure. I love it. Well, this is fun. It is fun guys. If you could please just keep your questions coming, um, send them through direct message or to our email at, Modern Mamas Podcast at gmail.com. I really enjoy the catch up episodes where we get a catch up and then and then wrap up with a um a question and answer your questions because it's much easier for us to get on here and answer questions than it is to always like, man, direct messaging is kinda hard. <laughs> it is hard. I wish that Instagram had a tool where you could or had the capability to answer DMs on my computer because it's mm-hmm. hard to like typing on the phone is not my it's not my favorite. Yeah. So um if I'm slow to get back, that's why I might just start answering questions. Uh, I obviously like to talk so, but in any case, this is a great resource for us to use to answer your questions. So please, um, ask away. Yeah. And, and you can always find me at laura.radicalroots and just at just all the space. Any last thoughts, my friend? Nope. Nope. Go forth. Go forth. And we're we're heading into the holidays. So expect a holiday episode from us. Um, some things we have in the pipeline is just obviously more catch up episodes, some more wonderful guests and um, we're listening to you when you email us and ask for specific topics and then we're gonna do a van life one probably like late December once we've been in it for about a month or early January and um, yeah that's just some things in the pipeline but if you want more or you have specifics ask away yes please all righty well I think that'll do it huh that'll do beautiful that'll do pig. all right friends we love you thank you for being here and Jess you're the best can't wait for another one of these enjoy your day you too. And we'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Right, bye. They don't know what to say. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. <laughs>